You were listening to Girl by Beck, but I turned it off. Oh, is it my turn to talk? My no, no, no. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, week eight of Brown Boys basketball. Basketball. My name's Amin. This is Mustafa on the other mic. Yes, sir. And uh, another depressing week for the Houston Rockets. But do you have any um, any positive news to kick us off, um, Mustafa? Nah, it's kind of negative on my end. You know, I'm looking for a new car. So apparently the car is here in Houston, but it's at the port of Houston. And then what's more is that there's no truck driver available to get it. So I, so like I uh, I text the dealer guy. He's like, oh, it's still there. And what's more, it's been delayed further to next Monday. And I've been waiting since October 31st. Distribution is kind of rough right now. The supply chain is really rough. But on the plus side, he said he could throw in free tents. So I'm like, all right, 5%. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I uh, I bought a new watch to sew. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Dapper. Can't really see it on air, but like it's cool. Looking and I bought some rookie cards: KJ Martin, KPJ, Jalen mm-hmm. Green. You know, got all Wait, that. Wait, KPJ rookie cards? Wouldn't he be in Cleveland? Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. It's cool. It's cool. Right. I mean, it's um next James Harden. No big deal. Exactly. <laughs> but I bought a graded one for sixty bucks. Let's get it. Oh, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, let's get into the show. Well, let's let's do it. Breaking. Oh wait, no, Rockets team news. First up, breaking news. This is real breaking news here. It's crazy. It's the biggest thing that I've seen. On the seen. planet. This is the biggest thing I've seen in the eight weeks that I've done this show. Houston legend Gerald Green has started a YouTube channel. Wow. That's like... That's crazy. The biggest news of, of the year. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's Gerald Green and his YouTube channel. What more do you want? And like the funny thing is, I was going to be like, hey, Gerald Green, love your show, man. How about you uh, want to come on my show? But comments are turned off, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to find some way to get get him on this show. If I get Gerald Green on this show, I'll be I'll be like the happiest man alive. You'll, you'll, you'll get the full rights to everything. I'll just pass it off to you. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, I think, like, the channel is going to be, like, a vlog type thing. That's cool. So that's pretty exciting because he's my boy. I want to see I want to see what he's up to. I want to see what, what what's going on in the daily life of Mr. Gerald Green. I mean, like, he's, he's the player development trainer, one of the player development trainers. So we get maybe an inside look on... Mm-hmm how uh how productive silas is mm-hmm. not trying to throw shots or anything like that thing, though. like the only thing on his youtube channel is just like a video of him like um doing some reps with with some g leaguer i think oh and um you know he's not playing anymore Mustafa. well yeah Stop dreaming about that. i know but like he's 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 putting up shots he's he's mm, it's fun to see him play i guess i guess but um yeah moving on to some more uh more team news rockets have called up garrison matthews from the g league rio grande valley vipers what do you think I I mean he's six five he's he's a sharp shooter mm-hmm. that's cool but I, I guess we do need some shooting surprisingly mm-hmm. I don't know if he's gonna get any run in the rotation but I thought he was gonna get some minutes that last game because um was he end, on the bench already Yeah he was on the bench oh nice they called him up before the game I think they I mean anything's better than Daniel House minutes at this mm, point I'm, I kind of softened my view on Daniel House to be honest No I have not. Mm. Well, well, we'll we'll get into it, but a little bit more about Garrison Matthews. He played in Washington for two seasons, averaged five and five and a half points in sixteen point two minutes on thirty eight point nine percent from three. That's 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 fair. Reminds me of Ben McLemore. He's actually been playing in Portland. I had no idea where he went. I mean, I don't know who he is, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, he's just he's just some G leaguer. But um, but here's some funny thing. Um, him playing in the G league, he's only played two games so far, but. He's averaging nineteen and a half points and five rebounds. So he's developed. He's he's straight. Like he, he no, I mean, I mean, there's definitely a lot more to be you know be gained from him. But I I think his um, 
I think he'd be a good sharpshooter for the Rockets. I don't know why we called him up. We got Armani Brooks, but, you know, in case Armani's cold, we got another one coming up. I guess we just, I'm, I'm telling you, we're lacking size. Mm-hmm. We're lacking size. Mm-hmm. It may help a little bit, especially on the wing. Mm-hmm. But um, moving on, uh, there's a great, there's a great um, Espen article uh, Jalen Green. Uh, well, mostly it was about John Lucas, you know, the player development coach for the Rockets. Legend for the Rockets. He's, a, he's really good. Um, he was a really good um, article. It's mostly about how Jalen Green is developing with, you know, John Lucas at the head. Um, they also threw up um, putting KPJ in there. And here's the funny thing. KPJ obviously had a lot of issues in Cleveland. And that's what, you know, diminished his value so that we could get him for, like, pretty much basically nothing from Cleveland. But, you know... Um, Ever since he came here to Houston, it's, it's nothing. It's like he's 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 given he's been given the opportunity to, to, opportunity to you know vibe and thrive, and he's doing a pretty good job. Iris, and um, you know he's not letting his issues you know um, distract him from on the court, and you know the way he's been going, it feels like he can got a handle on the issues that that were bothering him before. And, um, and well, when uh, he puts somebody like that in a better environment, it makes a huge mm-hmm, difference, mm-hmm, especially then, mentally. Mm-hmm. And then here's the thing with John Lucas. John Lucas, um, he's been through it, you know. He has definitely been through it. He wouldn't, um, even when he's playing here in Houston, and I think, you know, through, uh, you know, a significant portion of his uh, NBA career, he was going through, you know, drug addiction, drug addiction problems. And the article um, even says that um, uh, there was a, there was a minute, um, there was, there was like at some point in his time where he, he was, um, he woke up like on, on a random Houston street. And he's just covered in his own urine. It's just like, damn, that's like bottom of the barrel. And that's the thing that I think that these players are, you know, really relating to that are having, you know, issues off the court. You know, it can't get worse than what's, what John Lucas has been through. And, you know, he's come out on top of it. And, you know, he's using that opportunity to relate and develop players. And he's he's definitely doing it with um, KPJ. And, you know, now uh, his main focus is definitely Jalen Green as, a, as, you know, the future of the franchise. But, um, yeah, great article overall. I really recommend everybody read it. Um, yeah. Um, there's something else um, that um, another team needs. You know Scottie Pippen. I guess. The, the infamous Scottie Pippen mm-hmm. at this point. He was, he's, 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 uh, he's been promoting his new book. Well, I guess because, you know, he got you know jealous that all the attention Michael Jordan got with The Last Dance. I haven't watched it, but I, I should. Uh, you should watch it. It's on Netflix, it is a, mm-hmm. it is a really good documentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. So Scottie Pippen's, uh, you know, on a promotions tour, you know, promoting his new book. And, you know, he... For no reason, for no reason at all, he threw a stray against the goat, Hakeem the Dream. You know, because when um, uh, I think it was the '99 season, Charles Barkley, Hakeem, and were trying to run it back, and then you know Scottie Pippen joined. He's like, I'm gonna help them. But here's the thing, um, he threw like it was it was totally unwarranted. Um, so first first and foremost, he thought he was joining a super team. Well, and I mean, yeah, I guess the the '99 Rockets were a pretty good team. Um, you know, there was definitely some issues in the season. I think it was a lockout season. There was like a significantly um, shorter season, but um, and they got bounced out in the first first round of the playoffs too. But um, that was a bummer. But here's the thing. Um, here, here's here's how here's how Scottie Pippen remembers it. Um, I thought I was joining a super team to some degree, but it just didn't work out. We just didn't have the right chemistry, and we were aging a little bit. I felt that th- this wasn't a good fit for me. Coming off a second back surgery, I need a little more youth around me. I hadn't realized how much Hakeem had diminished in the game, I'll be honest. I didn't realize Charles was, wasn't as dedicated as I thought he would be. I went to Houston to try and help. 
Charles Barkley win a championship, and I felt that his dedication wasn't there once I got there. Me, myself, I had six chips. So I wasn't really, it wasn't really about me trying to go out of my way to win a chip. That's why I asked for the trade. I ended up in um, Portland with a younger team, a hungrier team, and players that I could kind of stand behind and not have to stand out front anymore. He is so full of himself. First and foremost... So full of himself. Scottie Pippen will never, ever, 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 ever have the same impact that Hakeem Olajuwon has had on the game of basketball. I don't know who he thinks he is. He's second fiddle, and he's coming here to, to Houston to be third fiddle. All right? I don't know who you think you are, Scottie Pippen, but you're just not it, dog. I, I, think, I, don't, I think that was very unwarranted, throwing strays at Hakeem. Throwing, have, have, you, have you put up a quadruple-double? Uh, Mr. Scotty Pippen, have you dominated the game, the big game, the big man position that Mr. Scotty Pippen has? I mean, I'm sorry, um, that Mr. Hakeem Olajuwon has, Mr. Scotty Pippen? No, you haven't. You know what you need to do? You need to sit down and fade back into irrelevance. And you know what? You, you know what? You know what's even fun, funnier? I think I think his wife was cheating on him with with Future. Oh my God! And Why you know what? You, you deserve up? it. You deserve it. You're a, you're a bum. Whoa. I don't like you. I, I think his ego, ego is inflating as he ages more. I think it could be a mental problem. It's not a mental problem. It could just, be. I don't know. I don't know who he thinks himself of his ass. Oh, I won six trips. Well, yeah, I guess you had a good, pretty, pretty. Playing solid. Robin. Playing Robin. Playing to MJ. Robin. But um. And it's, what's funny is that he admitted that he is a Robin when he said that quote. Like, I I came to help. Okay, so you're gonna play third fiddle, and you didn't get it, you didn't get the full superstardom of Hakeem, even though he was like 36, 35 at the time. Boy, well, you you got to put yourself in a situation where you can carry mm-hmm. if you want to, like, you know, change your legacy. Mm-hmm. But he just admitted he was a Robin, literally. Fine. Nothing to write home about. He's a bum. Nothing to write home about about his career, honestly. That's why his wife cheats on him with future. Okay. He's a bum. Let's just move on. Yeah, you're, you're, getting, on. you're getting too personal with it. All right, yeah. I'm sorry. I got carried away. You know what? No, I'm not sorry. I'll stand by it, too. I don't like Scottie Pippen. I'll never like him. And here's the thing that I like about Michael Jordan. He rec- he recognizes Hakeem's game, and he respects it. And he always has him in his top three or five, you know? I think. I'm pretty sure. And that's why Scottie Pippen is a bum. Well, it's not why, but it's one of the reasons contributing to my opinion of Scottie Pippen as a bum. But, you know, moving on. Recapping the week. Uh, Three-game week last week um, since Monday. Um, since last Monday. Um, so, first and foremost, okay, now that the Fairweather fans are gone... <laughs> we can really discuss Rockets ball. I don't think they're gone. I think they've just—they're just mad. Well, they're fair weather. You know, they come and go for sure. And um, after not seeing, you know, the 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 um, I guess like the all star the the highlights, the the flashy plays that Jalen Green, um, they if they haven't seen, you know, um, Jalen Green throw up that flashy play, that flashiness that comes with the being a number two pick, and they're like, all right, Rockets suck. Moving on to the next team, Cade Cunningham though. But you know what? That's fine. Obviously, being 112 is terrible, but the key for this and maybe the next few seasons are steady, consistent, and obvious improvement. So I guess from like from now until the next draft, it's ride or, buy, ride or die. Yeah. Chet Holgren. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's recap some of the games. Mm-hmm. Let's get into so some. So yeah, uh, Rockets go 0-3 this past week. Um, they're 1-for-12, one, they're one and they fall to the 15th seed and fall to the absolute last place as the only team with one win brutal it is brutal but um we got that one window that's something yeah <laughs> the, the rockets took on the rebuilding pistons to kick off the week the highly anticipated Cade versus green matchup did not disappoint as both showcased their strengths and weaknesses 
Cade came through with his IQ and shot selection, while Green showed flashes of his athleticism and scoring. But it was the more cohesive, keyword cohesive, we don't really have that. Mm-mm. The more cohesive Detroit Pistons, led by a red-hot Jeremy Grant, who prevailed in the end. The Rockets had their fair share of opportunities, but could not seal the deal in the second half. Final score, 104-112. to 112. Mm-hmm. Give me three things to take away from the Pac score. First and foremost, Jalen Green had a better game than Kate Cunningham. Obviously, it's not, you know, like an indicative of, um, you know, who's the, like, who's the better player who's going to be, you know, more dominant in the future. This is just like a showcase game. It's like one of those Jake Paul fights. Yeah. It's just something to showcase. It's not, you know, um, neither team are, I, I can definitely say that neither team is contending for playoffs, but it's a fun game overall. But um, for our boys, Mr. Jay Sean Tate, my boy, 29 minutes, four for nine, zero from one from three. That's all right. Eight rebounds, one uh, assist, two steals, and a block all together to combine for 14 points and a positive nine on a losing night which is great not bad it's great i, I love it um more well we'll talk about more about mr mr tate later um christian wood 37 minutes seven for 14 three for six from three three for six from free throw so i can even 50 50 split all across um but rebound wise he has five five assists a steal a block um five turnovers which is definitely terrible um and a negative eight rating altogether to end with 18 points but here's the kicker. We got Jalen Green, 8 for 20, 3 for 11 from 3. All, all four free throws sunk. Five rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, which isn't which isn't too bad. Um, 23 points with a positive minus of zero. Not a bad so- shot selection. I think it's steadily improving, which is good. Uh, mm-hmm. well, but, you know, let me compare it with Kate Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what did Kate Cunningham do? Um, 8 for 18, 4 for 8 from 3. Uh, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block, four turnovers. Um, he had a positive one on his plus minus, and he ended with twenty points. Not bad at all. So it's not. It's definitely not that bad. But um, I definitely say Jalen Green outperformed. I think Cade hit the more clutch shots at the end, but mm-hmm. and a little bit more efficient. But mm-hmm. I think it was fairly mm-hmm. a tie. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some advanced stats. Actually, I only have one. This is only the second time this season that the Rockets had less turnovers than the other team in their 13 games played. So they got closer as a result of that. They still lost, though. Mm. They just couldn't seal the deal. I don't know what happens. You know, they did. They did. They just I've they been, turnovers I've been, I've been and foul free throw in shooting all 13 games. Yeah, they they they're competing. They're doing good. And they just something take their foot off the gas. Something happens, and then they just you know they just fall apart. Yeah, and um, I don't know what it is, but I hope it's something that can be addressed. But I'm um, real quick. Um, I want to mention that Joshua Joshua Christopher finally got some playing time. Um, he had five minutes. He made he made two points, assist, and he ended the night with two points. But um, you know he's getting some minutes. Obviously, it's like I think it's his um first time playing in a while for the team on a, on a game. So um, he got more minutes, you know, throughout 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 the stretch. But um, we'll move on to the next game and we'll discuss that more. No, and what's crazy is that they're giving him more runtime throughout the week, mm-hmm. which is good. Yep, uh, yep. Especially when this seems like other guys are out of gas because their conditioning isn't there yet. But you know, you're getting into the the you know getting their foot off the gas pedal way too early. You know, issue. Rockets do the same thing in the next game against the Trailblazers. Another disappointment where they just really let go of the gas way too early and 
An energetic start and a strong eight-point lead in the first quarter was pretty much erased within just three minutes after a couple bricks by EG, sloppy KPJ turnovers, and poor box outs from their bigs. Portland would close the game, would close the first quarter on a 13-2 run and would go on to win wire-to-wire 104-92. You had something to say about the refs? Yeah, um, let me just say, I think I got a technical watching that game, yeah. dude. I was, I was far away. I was 30, 30, 35 miles away from Toyota Center. But Tony Brothers Funhouse somehow found some way to give me a technical. Let me say this though: if you thought I was mad about Scottie Pippen, I'm definitely me, definitely more mad about Tony Brothers. He's a garbage human being. He's terrible at his job, and I don't think he knows. I, I don't know what's going on in his head. But I was, I was, I was this close to. Uh, luckily, my my Twitter's private, so he couldn't see what I was tweeting at him. But I was considering, I was, I mean, I didn't really say anything, but I was, I was very tempted to at him and say, I, I, I resent you. I hate every aspect of your being. I don't know how you got this position. I don't know. I don't know what you did to who, what, you know, what, what little some, some you did to some, 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 someone high up to get your job, but you're terrible. I hate you. If I ever see you. It's on site. Something's gonna happen. It's on site. It's not. It's, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna impl- impl- implicate myself here. I'm just gonna say something's gonna happen. I might be involved. I might not be involved. But Tony Brothers, you're a garbage human being. You're a terrible ref. You don't deserve your job. I hope you. I hope you retire and fade into irrelevance. You know, what? I don't hope you retire. I hope you pull. Pull. You get like a, somehow you get an injury, like a terrible injury that ends your ability to run or walk, and you need to. You need to sit on a wheelchair. You don't deserve anything in your life. You're a bum. I hate you. Okay, cool. Get rant. another job. Cool rant. Can you go to the box score now? Oh yeah, sure, for for sure. So all in all, I, that was a fun game. I I, I kind of liked it. Um, but you know, uh, uh, KPJ had um a pretty nice game. Um, low scoring night overall. Um, nobody cracked um twenty. Uh, highest was KPJ. He led the team in scoring with eighteen points. Uh, seven for fourteen from from uh from the field. One for four from three. Uh, ends the night with five assists. Five. Five rebounds with 18 points. Um, Mr. Christian Wood, 37 minutes of play, 4 for 15, 0 for 6 from 3, zero, 0 threes at all. Um, uh, 15 rebounds, though. Um, but, you know, he, he fell short from the double-double, just ending the night with 8 points. Um, Mr. Jalen Green, uh, a bit better night for him. Uh, well, not, 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 not. Well, it wasn't better than you know his um, Pistons game, but it was it was a it was a good game, decent showing from him. Three for nine um, from the field, one for two from three, uh, six rebounds, two assists, uh, six turnovers, which is terrible. That really tanked his plus minus, and he ends the night with nine points. But um, Mr. Jayshon Tate, five for ten from the field, one for four from the three point line. Uh, six rebounds, uh, assist, and a steal. I tonight with fourteen points. Um, here's the thing about Jay Shante. you don't, you don't, you don't like. Obviously, his impact on the team is very visible. Like I, I have yet, I, I'm not seeing the same level of effort that that other players are putting in from Jay Shante. Like he's moving, he's scrapping, he's 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 he's, he's, he's he doesn't back down, you know. And you know, I really respect it, and it's really showing in his in his in his stats. But you know, I, I I wish that you know the team put in that same level of effort. Maybe it's um you know like mental mental block. But we'll we'll discuss this more. But that that's just the um one more stat to add on to his box score. Mm-hmm. Three charges drawn by Jay Sean Tate alone. League mm-hmm. average is like less than 0.5. So for a player. Really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Really, really impressive. And let's get into the last game real quickly. The Suns deployed an interesting strategy in their rematch on Sunday night. 
They utilized an effective scheme which clogged up the paint and invited the Rockets to take perimeter shots. But the Silas and Rockets and the Rockets didn't seem to adjust that well, leading to several turnovers due to continuously attempting to drive through multiple defenders in the lane. Why? It was so painful to watch. I turned it off. I couldn't watch anymore. The Rockets ended with 23 turnovers overall, and the Suns would go on to close in a wire-to-wire win, 115-89. to Pretty ugly. They kind of kept it close for a little bit, and then the Suns just ran away with it at the end. Mm-hmm. I think it was all due to JaVale McGee's presence on the, on the court. Yeah. He, it was very yeah, visible. Very visible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very impressive. And that little post move he did on Christian Wood, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a Suns fan, but that was kind of nice. I don't know. I felt like all Pernishing Goon's post move was pretty bad. It was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. All, he's, also, he's been playing really yeah. well. This was a really good... Uh, let's, let's go into the box score, but yeah. this was a really good game for all Pernishing Goon. Um, let me know. Let me know. Let's see. Where is he? Oh, got his start. Uh, 23 minutes. Uh, four for 10. One for two from three. So um, he's still getting that three-point shot in there. Uh, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, all together to end the night with 10 points. He got his first... Wait, no. He was supposed to get his double-double. He did get a double-double. I think it just didn't register mm. at the, the final box score oh, at the time. Okay, okay, okay. But they corrected it the mm. next night. Yep, he did get a double-double. And um, he showed brilliant flashes of playmaking. Oh, yeah. And he's definitely improved. Uh, there's some there's some several quotes that I want um, from Alper and Shingu that we want to get into. But um, um, moving on, I'm talking about other players. Jay Sean Tate, 5 for 8, 1 for 2 from 3. 4 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and... 14 points. Christian Wood had a... I think this was one of his best games this week, which isn't saying much, but still, it's pretty good. Um, 6 for 15 in 37 minutes, 2 for 6 from 3, 15 rebounds, and 18 points, and on top of that, 3 blocks. Solid. That's Mm -hmm. big man behavior. Um, Who else should we talk about? We got... uh, We can't forget Jalen Green. 3 for 14, 2 for 7 from 3. He made all 8 of his free throws, which is pretty good. Uh, three rebounds, three assists, and ends the night with 16 points. Uh, real quick, though, we got Kenyon Martin Jr. showing up in this game. Definitely showed a lot of hustle. I really liked it. Two for three from the field. No, no um, He only shot one three, but he missed it. Uh, he had a block. He had a rebound. Um, four points. What's not quantifiable is his energy. Exactly. The KP, I mean, I'm sorry. Kenyon Martin Jr. and Jay Sean Tate's energy and level of, you know, hustle and grit on the court is very is very present like box outs charges mm. drawn that mm-hmm. doesn't show up Mm-mm. doesn't show up on the box score at least mm-hmm. so it's we, sort of like, we like to highlight testing. those things like when you see them on the court you can see you can definitely see them in the way they play compared to the other players on the on the, on the court but um we'll, one we'll one advanced mm-hmm. stat i wanted to talk about was just 26 uncontested shots allowed between book and cp3 alone not very good the suns ended up with 115 points on the night that's probably a big reason why so let's get into the discussion though Mustafa, what grade do you give the team for this week? Um, it wasn't a good week at all, but even then, I'm still going to give them like a C-. minus. Okay. Um, the main reason, I would say, is like, you know, first and foremost, the Piston game was winnable. It was, it was, it should have been one that we could have, we should have got, but ultimately it was a loss through careless mistakes and whatnot. And, um, the other two games were against some serious contenders, Suns and um, Trailblazers. Trailblazers are always present in the playoffs, even if they get bounced out. So, you know, they're in the hunt. But Suns are very, very serious. I think, uh, what are they ranked in the in the standings right well, now? Probably top five, top four. Defin- definitely. And, you know, 
being so close, um, you know, in the playoffs again and again and again, is definitely. Oh, they're actually ranked number two, nine for nine three, uh, nine wins, three losses uh, against uh, compared to the Warriors, who got eleven and two. But um, Suns are always going to be in there. Chris Paul definitely has. Uh, Chris Paul is definitely going to you know turn back the clock and just play like he normally plays. Devin Booker is like a machine, without a doubt. And jo- adding Javale McGee to that roster is a serious threat. He definitely ruined a lot of, you know, he definitely played a significant role in shutting down the Rockets offense. Um, there is a visible, you can you can definitely see in the game. Uh, when JaVale McGee's in the game, he's clogging up the paint, you know, making it hard to, you know, um, get get those layups, get those, um, um, get those boards. But, you know, compared to him off the game, uh, off the court, the team functioned a little bit better. They were, um, they, they actually had a pretty good run while he was off, but mm, just didn't matter because as soon as he came back in, it all fell apart. Um, but really, ultimately, what it comes down to is development, 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 development. That's all that we want. That's all we can expect to see in this season and maybe the next few. And I'm, I'm definitely seeing it a little bit more. Um, it looks like, um, I'm sorry, uh, it looks like uh, Jalen Green is definitely going to be cracking at least 10 consistently. Um, obviously, it's like um, percentage is atrocious, but what can you expect? But we'll get into this more later. Uh, what really contributed, you know, to me getting given like a C minus instead of a D plus, um, like you did. Spoiler <laughs> was that there was great hustle, great defense from key players like Tate and Martin. They need to. I mean, obviously, Jay Sean Tate has the minutes and um, all he, reliable. He's all, reli- <laughs> all reliable. Keep saying it, but it's just like mm-hmm. you put, you give him minutes, mm-hmm. you're not gonna guarantee like he's gonna get put. Terrible mm-hmm. output, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unlike other guys. Mm-hmm. And then, Mark King and Martin Jr. These two guys just don't back down, and I love it from them. They always, um, Kenyon Martin Jr. Especially, I think he got a like a pretty good block on on one of the rock uh, of uh, on one of the Sun centers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it. This this guy is like a wing. Why is he in? The, why is he's not? Uh, he doesn't care if you're if you're if you're if you're big. He's gonna jump up with you, and more often than not, he's gonna uh, he's gonna get the block. His block numbers are insane. Mm-hmm. I really like Kenyon Martin Jr. I really like Jay Sean Tate. They're they are one of, honestly one of the highlights for this team, and I definitely wish Kenyon Martin Jr. would get more minutes. Oh yeah, but no, um, yeah. Silas, we'll get into we'll, that. we'll get into that later. But um, um, overall, C minus on my part. I mean, what about you? D plus. Mm-hmm. I admire a lot of the the hustle and the effort on the team, but there wasn't much improvement in reality, mm-hmm. uh, especially on turnovers and free throws this week. And progression for me, it's the most important metric. For measuring the Rockets as the season progresses, because if they're not improving, right, then there is a huge problem with the staff that we have in place. Because that's the main goal when we look at these rebuilds is progression, and it's not. I don't think it's happening at the rate that we expected it to. Uh, but for the week, they finished tied for last in points per game, second to last in field goals made and three pointers made. You know, I don't think this should be the case for their offensive philosophy and the personnel that they're putting on the floor. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a team that plays five out struggle this much on offense. It should be easier. It should be. But it doesn't look easy. They're not creating space. There isn't much ball movement. There isn't much fluidity unless Shangun is on the floor. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, I think staggering minutes for three different bigs is not working. I yep. think they need to bench one of those guys. Shangun, Wood, or Tice needs to sit down for them to gain that that cohesiveness that they're missing oh for sure Mm -hmm. uh absolutely we've we've come to that agreement for the last like two or three weeks 
they cannot have all three of them playing because it doesn't make sense from a lineup perspective. They're not getting that chemistry growth that I was expecting. And, um, you know, on both ends of the floor, it's, it's leading to worse results. But what is most painful, painful about this week is that they had opportunities to grab wins, even through all of that. And they failed because they shot themselves in the foot again by not putting games away. Uh, by the way, they led the league in free throw attempts this week. So I can't say much about the refs. I think the refs kind of gave them their fair share of calls. But they were dead last in free throw percentage. So if you're leading the league in, in free throw shot, shoots, shots and you're last in making them, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the weirdest. It's been going from the start too. Right. Season. It's the weirdest problem. But for guys that are 19, 20 years old, it's kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But it's painful to watch them throw away these games because mm-hmm. they're winnable uh let's get into the player discussion I'm a little bit more of a positive who's your player of the week i could kind of already guess but let me know jay sean tate jay sean tate okay why i absolutely love this man you know you can see it i i know i've been saying it again like throughout the show but his impact on the court and the way he plays is much, 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 much more present compared to the other players. He hustles. He scraps. He fights. He just doesn't back down. He, it doesn't matter if you're, like, close to seven feet tall and he's, like, uh, I think around 6'3", maybe. He's not going to back down. He's like, all right, I don't care. I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you fight for the basket. It doesn't matter. You're bigger than me. You're going to fight for it. Um, in, these, uh, in this past week, He's averaging 16.3 points, 6.3 rebounds on 14 for, for, for 27 altogether with a little over one steal per game. It's great for this team. His impact is very visible. He's fluid. He moves. And I know I've said it before, but he's put his heart on the court every single game that we've played. I'm going to get his jersey. I'm going to get a Jay Sean Tate. Harden last year loved Jay Sean Tate. They had their rough beginnings, but he loved Jay mm-hmm. Sean Tate at the end. Mm-hmm. He's a, great, he's a great player. He's a great player. He's a great player, great role player. And um, I, if if um, but we'll get into that more later. But when I start playing pickup again, when all my when all my boys come back from from A and M and we're all together, I'm gonna start modeling my game after him. I'm you're, gonna, you're nowhere near that size. I'm nowhere near that you're, level of skill. You're not that guy, pal. But I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna hustle. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for boards. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hustle. All right. I'll run out of stamina real quick, but I'm gonna hustle the few the two minutes that I'm good. What type of archetype are you in 2K? Dude, I don't know. I just I just I don't know. Like I just say, um, I tell my friend, I was like, hey, can you build me a player like uh, Jason Tatum, Jason, Jason? <laughs> I said Jason Tatum, um, like Jason Tatum. I was like, all right, but and then you just test it for me, and I just go about doing my thing. Okay, so you're not really a, a real hooper, bro. Bro, I don't care. I'll play. I'll hustle, and that's all you need to see. Here's my player of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna dish. Alperu and Shangun's per 36 because Silas thinks that 20 minutes a game is a good idea for our best player at the moment. He is our best player. And I think Literally. He's, 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 he, is, he is ranked higher than Jalen Green. In terms rookie, of the rookie ladder, yeah. Rookie he, ladder. he is the best player on the team. And Silas thinks 20 minutes a game is appropriate. That is... What a waste. That is... Yeah. Not uh, even using Joshua Christopher to his full extent either. So, man, so bothersome. Mm-hmm. It really is. But we're going to give him his chances. Anywho, Shangun led the team with 19.7 points per game on 67% shooting, 50% from three, 71% from the line. He also has decreased his 
turnovers significantly down to 2.7 per 36 this week. So a lot of progression for, for Shangun. Really looks like an advanced player. More advanced than we thought. Probably the best point center uh, to come out of the draft in maybe since like Draymond Green, Jokic type type stuff. So the comparisons are there. He's only 19 years old. He's too, only again. 19 years old, man. It's, it's actually scary. Mm-hmm. He's going to be really good. He's very mature. Uh, unlike Jalen Green, I think Shangun's path of development is a bit more clear. Uh, he he should become a def- better defender over time by just getting into better shape, mm-hmm. improving his conditioning to the point where he can extend his minutes um, and not really run off the floor. Uh, and also, I think that if he refines his jump shot and ball handling, he will become a more legitimate threat from the top of the key. Because right now they play him from the elbow because he can't really shoot from back there. Mm-hmm. So they kind of play him in that area. And he still excels at a very high level. Like a Jokic, he doesn't spam it either. He like he knows he knows what opportunities are good for him for to bust out that three, and he 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 makes the most of it. Every He's time. got an array of moves, mm-hmm. like fakes. Um, you he know, had a good spin footwork. Move. He had a good um. He got he had a good spin move in, in the post against the Suns. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. And when you pair that with the development that we have, you know, what I mean, we made Clint Capella into a monster. We made several bigs into a monster. So, Shangun should be in good shape to develop. And I think more clearly than Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Let me let me uh, let me give you an um, offer in Shangun State real uh, quote real quick. So um, they uh, some reporters asked him if he pers- prefers to start, and then Shangun just um, I guess he's heard it again and again. He just says I don't care. But I, um, the reporter said that he could tell like there's some level of excitement for him that he sounds eager to lead, and I think he can definitely do it. Obviously, there's that language barrier, but you know what comes down to when it comes down to playing, all that matters is like the effort that you put on the court. And once other players see that, they're gonna start following you. I think that's what's going on in um in Denver too. But I feel like Jokic definitely has like a better grasp on the English language than than Shengun. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. but um, here's the quote. Uh, this is obviously in Turkish, so it's translated. But um, this is one of the better translations. So when there's action in the paint, when they come through me, I can see the cuts. I can see my teammates, and yeah, he definitely can. Um, there was this one time um, in the Suns game. He was he was um, he was all bunched up by like about four or five of them. Just um, found Christian Wood, right? Yep, he found yeah. Christian Wood with a quick bounce pass, and they got the quick two. They're like so, three or four guys. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then um, continuing the quote, I don't want to play individual. I want to play with the team. When I play with the team, I'm also feeling happy. Also, I can see my teammates being more happy. Also, I'm telling my teammates we must play a team game. We need to share the ball. They're listening and also f- are also fighting for this. That's how we must play as a team. This guy's 19 years old. He doesn't sound like a little kid like you or me, you know? My brother's 19 years old. He's, he's just dumb and annoying. <laughs> this guy's an adult. This guy's a true professional. He he doesn't sound like a teenager, you know? Sounds He sounds like Cade mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the maturity level. Mm, I don't know about Cade Cunningham. I don't really care for him. Okay, but, whatever. Um, he sounds like no bias. I'm just being no honest. bias. I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just stating facts. Yeah, but that's bias. If anyone's more if anyone's more mature, it'd be Jalen Green than Keith Cunningham, and that's just. Mm. <laughs> but um, we won't get into that. This guy, Operation Goon, is just really something else, dude. I um, shout out to the OKC for letting us steal their pick. <laughs> yeah, shout shout out to OKC for for failing once again. Mm-hmm. Especially to Houston. <laughs> but um, yeah, Operation uh, Goon is just really something else, and um, he's only 19 years old. He's gonna grow. He's gonna get built bigger. He's gonna get bulkier. He's gonna. His work. His forecast is clearly like in up, the right direction. Up, 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 up. Right. It's 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 clear. Mm-hmm. Like no doubt. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green, on the other hand. Oh, wait, 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 real quick. Um, yeah, what's up? What's up? Well, we forgot to say this, but um, he got his first of many double doubles against the Suns with a nice ten or ten ten. 
Give him more minutes. He's got. Um, I think he's either going to get a double double from either assists or or rebounds because he's just that team player. He'll, he'll he'll do whatever he can to help the team. Obviously, um, conditioning is an issue. I feel like he doesn't you know hustle on defense as much as he could because he he doesn't want to get gassed out, which is good. It's, it makes sense. It's a logical decision. But it looks like he's on schedule to crack ten every game now. And, um, you know, he's acclimated a bit more to the NBA pace. You know, like you said, he drew charges, consistent steal numbers. And he's getting up with blocks more and more, too. But um, moving on to the Jalen Green issues. Um, there's an issue with Jalen. Is there an issue with Jalen Green? Do you think so? Yeah, I think it's a it's where he is in the lineup is the first problem. Mm-hmm. But so it's w- not really a Jalen Green issue. It's a you want me to go first? Um, yeah, go ahead. I think we should consider benching Jalen Green. You sure? Yep. I think him... There's evidence of it, too. But he doesn't seem to mesh well with the starters that well, especially alongside his backcourt partner in KBJ. Mm-hmm. I think they need to, like, stagger their minutes a little bit. They can't really coexist at the moment because they're still developing as ball handlers on their own, mm-hmm. especially with the NBA level, like finding reads and stuff like that. You know, KBJ is really struggling with reads, like very easy reads, too. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Green. He's more like a scorer. I think he considered yeah. himself more as a scorer than a passer. But Right. You know. He said it, too. He said, mm-hmm. you know, I need to play a scoot, not a point guard. Yeah, I remember. Fair that. enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they're playing together, one has to t- accumulate to that role. Mm-hmm. Now, if they play separately, they can play that kind of three-level guard position where they try to score try to make the right play stuff like that mm-hmm. i think them playing or coexisting together isn't working that well because they both need to develop themselves and just to give you a suggestion i think pairing green alongside kenya martin eric gordon jay sean tate and shangun one big not two mm-hmm. one big that will make it more ideal for him to learn quicker on both ends of the floor and i saw this thing on twitter before the show started it was the the per 36 for green when he's playing with two bigs versus one his field goal percentage skyrockets when he's playing with only one big goes from like 30 something percent to like 50 percent right so it clearly he's more comfortable with only one big on the floor and that only happens if he's playing with the second unit and one example actually was when they were playing against the suns and he was leading the second unit on his own and they took the lead just from him Catch and shoot threes Shingun, off the dribble. Shingun was on the court with him, right? Right, yep. right. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. played really well together. Mm-hmm. All that second unit is deadly. I think they need to mm-hmm. keep him there permanently mm-hmm. and slowly integrate him into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. That's my suggestion. Obviously, it seems kind of I mean, it makes bizarre. sense to me the way you're saying it. I, I think it makes How sense. How about this? Yeah, let me know. What's we up? We put Alperin Shingun as the five, Christian Wood as the four. Is that good? Yeah. Is that is that would that would that count as one big or two bigs? It would count as two yeah. because honestly, Christian Wood is a big. Mm-hmm. He's not really a, a true four. So who would you put in as four? If all right, this is this is the starting lineup with Jalen Green and one big. Who would you put in? Okay, so I I, I would put Christian Wood mm-hmm. and then Shangun off the bench, mm-hmm. and then I would have probably Jay Sean Tate fill the four spot, mm-hmm. and then maybe put KJ Martin, Eric Gordon, Nawaba. Where's Garuba at, bro? Where is he at? No, he was definitely. Um, he like got some we need to, time, we like, need to put, give him some opportunities to play. Then we wouldn't in, have these personnel problems. Or put him in the G League, dude. It's crazy. Or put him in the G League because he's just sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. But um um, you know, in terms of you know Jalen Green's like um how he's playing, um he's right on line with Devin Booker and Bradley Beal's rookie numbers. Um, let me just give you some stats. Yeah, sure. Jalen Green is fourteen points on four for thirteen shooting. Like on average, 
four for 13 no, no no just like round it up or round it down a little okay bit. okay but that's that's, for the that's season. average yeah. okay got you that's average um shooting with 2.8 assists um devin booker was 13.8 points on four for 11 shooting with two and a half assists and then there's bradley beal with 13.9 points on four for 12 shooting with 2.4 so that is eerily similar that is very similar eerily similar but and you know on top of that i feel like jalen green's um you know can definitely be better than devin booker and bradley beal at least but definitely better than from a size perspective yes Mm -hmm, yes mm -hmm. so and then like another thing that I'm um, consistently finding out is that point guard is one of the hardest positions to learn. You're not just, you know, setting yourself up, you're setting your teammates you see up. It and every not just night. one player, you're setting the two, you're setting the three, you're setting the four, you're setting the five. And it's it's definitely hard to learn that position. And on top of that, you're thrusting a nineteen year old in that starting lineup and says, All right, kid, do what you can do. Obviously there's gonna be like some there's gonna be a huge, huge, huge huge learning curve and it's definitely going to take some um you know some playing time to to see so the main thing that everyone as a rockets fan needs to see is like steady and consistent development from Jalen game and you know with the points you've been making it's kind of hard to see that with the way the lineups are currently structured there has to be something changed in there yeah and i think yours yours is very yours is it's valid it's valid it's something to consider and then for like the people that are saying oh man we wasted our pick nah man this is 3d chess that we're playing right Obviously, Mobley is doing better, but, you know, the draft is like chess, you know. Um, we're in a clear rebuild, and it's v- and the first thing that you want to secure is a solid backcourt. You have a solid backcourt, you can set up like any any rookie big. Golden State, Cleveland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, without a doubt. Um, next year's draft, I found out, is big man heavy. So we'd have, we if we if we decided to draft Mobley or, you know, some other big, we'd have definitely lost on, you know, the potential of Jalen Green. And that's very important for the future yeah if you're thinking like super long term mm. and that's what that's where that's where the whole team management of the team is aligned they, they're thinking about the future and that's when that's when it's really going to show so the name of the game of the next few seasons is definitely patience 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 without that's question mm-hmm. i think we've had enough rockets mm-hmm. therapy <laughs> yeah, man. let's take it around the association we only got 15 minutes to no we're good we're good we're good <laughs> I, I i'm i'm, I'm keeping pace trust mm-hmm. me we'll be all right mm-hmm. So many fans around the league are convinced that Harden, Dame, and Trey's struggles this season correlate with the new officiating. As you may have noticed, there's a lot less calls, a lot less, uh, you know, offensive fouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you think it changed the game for the better? I, I think so. I, I I'm enjoying watching basketball a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, when there's less free throw attempts and less slowing down the game or stopping the game. Oh yeah, less stoppage is always good for me because mm-hmm. I have ADHD. <laughs> and once that happens, I tune away. So I think it's good for us and for our, the fans. But what out of these three guys that I've mentioned, which super superstar gets a pass to with, for their slow start this season? Dame Dollar Dime, Damian Lillard. Okay. Obviously, his shooting struggles are present, present and very atrocious. His three-point percentage is extremely low compared to the last season. Oh, man, I should have put this stat in here. I don't want to Google it. It's about 31, 32%. No, no, no. Like, um, I think like right now it's like 29. Oh, never mind. Yeah. That was a little that's bit higher terrible. than that. That's terrible. Um, normally, he shoots around like 35, 39, I think. Um, I'm too lazy to pull up the stats, but I should. I'll, I'll do it next. Don't worry, guys. I'll, I got you next week. And then on top of that, his free throw, free throw attempts are lower compared to last season. He's getting like at most six compared to like um ele- getting like 11, 10, 9 last season. So definitely it's an officiating rule change. But um, when, it, um, when Damian Lillard um, was asked about it, he said, what did like the nine seasons say to the first four games? It's just a start. 
it's gonna it's gonna change up. I think Damian Lillard's gonna acclimate. He's just having a little bit of a uh, problem at the free uh, beyond the arc. A healthy measurement of like what's actually happening is after twenty five games usually. That's mm-hmm. a healthy way to look exactly, at it. Exactly. Yep. So I think I think he'll find his rhythm soon enough, and you know, um, Trailblazers are still doing pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're doing right, fine. They're right on where they normally are. They're so. playing. They're playing better defense mm-hmm. under mm-hmm. under what was his name? Chauncey Billups. Almost mm-hmm. forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they so, are interesting team this season. I think Damian Lillard has a good. Um, he has, he gets a good pass. But um, what about you? Who would you say? James Harden. <laughs> I mean, the bias this year is crazy. Just mm-hmm. gets worse and worse. So coming off a severe hamstring injury and still technically in rehab, everyone is saying James Harden has been nerfed and he's fallen off. He's washed because of his start this season. I see it a different way. I think that Harden has been unfairly framed as the scapegoat of the malicious, malicious calls which is resulting in defenders intentionally fouling James Harden and he doesn't get the calls, which is terrible <laughs> officiating. Uh, so I think they need to stop. They need to give this man his respect because despite the circumstances he's been dealing with, with injuries and bad calls, he is averaging 19.5 points on 42% field goal shooting, 39% from three, 85% from the free throw line. He's averaging career high in three-point percentage. Averaging a career low in field goal percentage because every time he goes to the paint and he gets slapped in the arm, they don't call it. Mm-hmm. I think it's terrible. But he's still I guess second. It's revenge from all the other players saying, all right, now it's my turn. It's <laughs> just dumb. It's just dumb. He's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. Mm-hmm. This bias is insane this year. Second in assists, fifth in rebounding among all guards still. And I think once he refines his uh, conditioning, he should be fine. Should be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right. one guy who won't be fine. Tell me who. Trey Young. Mm. I think. You sure? I'm sure. He's like I'm 21 one of, or 22, my guy. Is he? I think so. He's only drafted like um, two, three years ago. I think that the new rule changes has has definitely made the biggest impact on his game. Mm-hmm. Based on the stats. He has, uh, and this is a crazy stat, uh, among all the guys, and we're talking like Steph, Harden, some of the best backcourt players in the league. 2,000-plus minutes this season. Out of all of them, he has the highest free throw rate. So he definitely gets to the line the most, and it's by far. So I think he definitely is going to be making the most adjustments, Adjustments, and he's he has definitely been nerfed. I think his only remaining skills that, that make him a, a, a legitimate threat is his deep three shooting and his pick-and-roll playmaking. Beyond that, because he's so small, his defense is pretty very subpar. Uh, I think it will take him a while to adapt to the changes. But what about you? What do you think? Oh, I didn't put anything. I don't know who to look for. I'm just saying. What do you think? Do you think I'm right? I think I think so. Um, but it's definitely going to take him a while. Um, a lot of it's not just. I know it sounds silly, but a lot of the players have been saying that it's not just the rule changes. It's also the ball. I think they changed from Spalding to Wilson, right? That is a good point. Yeah. I, I never think of it that way. To be honest, especially for a hooper, like I know there's like a definite, there's like a definite. You know, you can feel a difference when you play. But to be honest, if like the ball bounces and it feels nice, that's good enough for me. But to be honest, I'm not, a, I'm not on that same level as these guys, so I can't really tell that minute differences. But with Trey Young, he's very young, my guy. It's gonna, um, you know, anytime there's like a drastic rule change, it's gonna take some while to acclimate. But um, he was drafted number two for a reason. Oh, actually, no, he's drafted number, number seven. Oh, yeah. Technically, yeah, seven. Yeah, but yeah, the, he's he's a top pick. Um, he shows it in the level he plays, and I think it's it, it'll take some time for sure. 
but once he gets into that rhythm, once he gets once he gets it going, he's set. He's back to he maybe maybe not completely back to like the level he played last season, maybe a little bit less, but he should be back to like you know being a very good player in the league. But it it is permanent. Mm-hmm. There is a permanent change. You mm-hmm. would agree, right? Well, without a doubt. Definitely. So we're, we're kind of on the same page about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think the James Harden thing is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep repeating it, but it's just like the bias this year is is crazy. I mean, I don't know why he gets so much hate. It's it's really unfair because Dame has the same struggles. Produces worse numbers, doesn't get talked about. It's only Harden who gets, you know, the the kind of like he's the golden boy of, of these issues. It's really annoying. Dame has been a beneficiary of, of foul calls, too. He gets about eight free throw attempts per game. So I think the whole thing just doesn't make any sense. But uh, let's move on to the next topic. Mustafa, mm-hmm. you got something to say? This is a good one. I know last week I mentioned it in Anesh um, Kanter in China. But um, the man's just doesn't back down. I, I really respect him. I really like him. He's the, um, I really like his player activism. And um, With him... He definitely stands for the real deal. Um, so, obviously, um, in case you don't know, uh, Inish Cantor has been calling out China for their, um, I guess you could say, um, the crimes against humanity that they've committed. One, with the Uyghur population that they put into uh, concentration camps. And second, with, you know, um, the whole situation in Hong Kong, where they're trying to um, take over the island. So, um, you know... Um, Obviously, Inesh Kanter was inspired by other social uh, um, social justice um, players that have, you know, been taking a stand and, you know, calling out what's right and what's wrong. And, you know, he's been doing the same. Uh, like I mentioned last week, he's been doing it uh, through social media posts and his clothing that he's been doing. Uh, he's been wearing to games because I think he's uh, he's injured for, for a while. So um, some quick quotes by um, Inesh Kanter about uh, what's been going on. Uh, so the NBA made me do this because every time when one of the NBA teams or the commissioner comes out to speak, they say we are very, uh, they say we are encouraging players to talk about whatever they want to talk about, and that's um, Inish Kanter talking about the NBA as a whole. So, um, we are giving freedom to our players to talk about all the injustice ha- happening around the world, all the human right abuses around the world. So they gave me this right, and he's right. You have a platform as you know, as a very um, predominant player in the best basketball league that in the world. So he has that platform and he's, he's making use of it. So, and what's more is that, you know, um, it's not that the NBA has been silent about this. I mean, in, to us, they have. They're not really commenting about the whole China situation. They're just, you know, um, just going along as China um, blacklist teams that Inish Kenshi is playing on while he makes the comments. But um, apparently he, he sat down with the NBA to NBA officials and, you know, the commissioner, Adam Silver, uh, Adam Silver to talk about it. And Adam Silver has, you know, backed Kenter's right to freedom of speech. So it's not, he's not explicitly saying that, Hey, we're supporting you. Um, you know, calling out China. We're he supporting. doesn't, he, they he never does. They don't. Here's the problem. Anno- it's very annoying. It's, it's annoying, but you know, they're putting, uh, what the NBA is, NBA is doing is like, you know, they're putting their, their profit, bottom line, their bottom line, which is, you know, profits. Money. Yep. And, um, the Chinese market is very lucrative due to Yao Ming, you know? Yeah. And, um, doesn't matter kobe too oh yeah for sure they're just putting their chinese market first and foremost they're not you know officially coming out to saying this but i feel like if you know more and more players across the teams um across the leagues and different different teams call out they're going to get their name games uh blacklisted in china which is fine by me there's there's definitely other markets in there um that you know the nba can uh spread out to but um 
you know, just putting profits at the bottom line, just saying, oh, we care about profits and that's it. And that's what they're making clear, too. But, um, you know, for like, a very for a very socially active league, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then here's the thing. Here's what Enos Cantor said. If the NBA were really supporting me, they would have put something out there. They would have put out some kind of statement. But no, nothing except, except from admonishing um, Daryl Morey for calling out um the injustices happening in Hong Kong. And that's where LeBron came out. I was like, oh, Gerald Moore is uninformed. No, my guy, he's not uninformed. He's very informed. What you're, what you're, the only thing you're informed about, my guy, is like the number of sales we choose in, in, in China. But um, uh, moving I mean, on. It looks like he's interested in social credits. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, but, um, let's, let's do something lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Caruso gets his first start for the Bulls tonight. Finally, guess what position he's playing? PG. Nope. What do you mean no? Center? Keep going. Center? No. Power forward. Yep. Can you believe that? <laughs> they put a Caruso at power forward. He's like 6'3". Yeah. I mean, That's I guess unbelievable. small ball work for Rockets should work for any team. The, the Bulls the Bulls are so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They've been my favorite team to watch thus far this season besides the Rockets. I was watching, no a, little, bias, I was blah, watching blah, blah. a little bit of the Clippers game last night. They were, they were doing really yeah, good. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they lost, but they're very competitive. They're legit. Mm-hmm. They're legit. They're going to make a decent run in the playoffs, I believe. But their number one issue is going to be uh, paint defense. This doesn't really solve it. We'll see how it goes. They're going to switch a lot. It's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's talk about what's next for the Rockets with about seven minutes to go. Three games from now until next Monday, all on the road. We don't get to see the Rockets in Toyota Center until next Monday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first game is going to be the Rockets at the Grizzlies tonight, right after the show at 630. Uh, hopefully, I'll make it by the time I get home. Rockets at Thunder will be Wednesday, November 17th. And right after my birthday, <clears throat> Rockets at Knicks Saturday on November 20th. Your birthday is Friday? Yeah. <laughs> take right. note. Take note. I got, uh, you. I got you. Appreciate I got you. you. Uh, what's your record prediction? My hopes of this team are very, very low. Yeah, we know. They're very, very low. 0-3. Oh, and 3 Yeah. I think Thunders actually actually beat the Lakers too, huh? Did they? I think yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. yeah, one and two. Who do you think they're gonna win against? Mm, the Thunder. You sure? Gonna... Yeah, I don't know. because Thunder are off to a hot start. They're they're on a hot run right now, and the Rockets will cool them off. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a bright hope. Here's 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 the only way they can do that. They're the only undersized team that we can actually match up against. Take minutes away from Danny Tice. Reallocate him to Alper and Shingun. That's the key to success, in my opinion. Championship contender. Championship Done. contender. Number one seed immediately. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's here's one thing I want to see this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to see Christian Wood dominate. I want to see it him ha- put up more than twenty points. It has been a while since we've seen it. Like, when's the last time he's put up like thirty points? Under? Yeah. Again, mm. I'm telling you, because they're undersized. He will he will finally have. They here's their starting lineup versus the Thunder, and they guaranteed guaranteed win. KBJ, Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Jay Sean Tate, Christian Wood. We win the game. Trust me. If I they do so. that, if they do that, we, we win. Mm-hmm. But other than that, if they don't, Silas, we're going to talk about him next week if, if things are bad. Yeah. There's definitely an issue there, I think. Uh, I think so, too. A little bit of a teaser before uh, we talk about that. Mm-hmm. But anything else? Um, no, real quick, shout out to Kasha for listening to the show, even though she didn't have to. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You got any shout outs to there or no? Uh, 
Coog Radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coog Radio. Yes, sir. Just, um, again, Brown Boys Basketball brought to you by the one and only Coog Radio here at the University of Houston. Um, it's your boy, Mustafa. And on the other end, we got... Amin. And... Go ahead, I mean. You go. No, you go ahead. No, you want flow, to talk so flow, badly. The flow's gone, my guy. You just the, the, you flow just take... is, the flow is pretty much gone. And I'm getting a phone call. I better wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Tune in next time, 4.15 Monday, and we will see you at that time. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye.